Chapter Two. The next evening, the boy went upstairs and got ready for bed all by himself. He took off his clothes and left them on the floor, accidentally kicking one shoe under the bed, where it would be hard to find the next morning. He also accidentally dropped his underpants in the wastebasket. Then he pulled on his blue flannel pajamas, the ones with long flannel feet, and went to the head of the stairs. He called to his father, who had promised to put him to bed again. His father came upstairs. "Did you brush your teeth?" he said. "When?" said the boy. "Tonight." "Well, no, not tonight." "No," said the boy. "Shall I?" "Why not?" said the man. "And what about washing your face?" "All right." "Shall I help you?" "No, no, no," said the boy quickly. If there was anything he hated worse than washing his face, it was having someone else wash it. All right, I'll be straightening your room," said the man. The boy hurried to the bathroom and climbed up on the little white steps below the wash basin. He smeared toothpaste first on his toothbrush and then on his teeth. He took a big mouthful of water, swished it around, and spit it out. That was supposed to be brushing his teeth. Then he took a damp washcloth and gently touched his face with it, being careful not to disturb the dirt inside his ears. He threw the washcloth down, dried his hands on his flannel pajamas, raced into the bedroom, and leaped into bed. His father looked at him. "Some day you'll wear out your face washing it so hard," he said. The boy laughed and jerked the covers down from the top. Then he crawled under the covers, clear to the bottom of the bed, and curled up there like a grub worm. "Come out of there," said the man. "I haven't got all night." The boy didn't move. Come on, please, hurry up," said the man. The boy did not move. The man reached under the covers and tickled the boy, and then pulled him up to the top of the bed. "Tell about Rainbow," said the boy. "Who?" said the man. "Rainbow? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if I'm going to tell about Rainbow, I won't have time for songs." The boy did not feel like making a fuss. "Just tell about Rainbow," he said. But make it long. So the man continued the story where he had left off the night before. The wolf Waldo crept very quietly to the chicken yard. He was quiet because he did not want to wake up Mister Tractor Wheel. The boy asked in a loud voice, "Mister Who?" Tractor Wheel, isn't that a good name for a farmer? Very good, daddies," said the boy, "and make it that Mister Tractor Wheel has a son. Well, he has several sons, and the wolf didn't want to make up wake up any of them. He didn't want to wake up the hens either," said the boy, "because the hens would make so much noise they would wake up Mister Tractor Wheel and his sons," said the man. "Yes," said the boy. And Mr. Tractor Wheel would come running with a shotgun and shoot the wolf. Don't you want the wolf to be shot? Said the man. Yes, said the boy, but not yet. It has to be a very long story first. Oh, I see," said the man. Well, when the wolf came to the chicken yard, what did he find? Rainbow! cried the boy. Nope," said the man. Rainbow. Is in the hen house asleep, but what is all around the chicken yard? 
The boy sat up in bed, thinking hard. Then he said, a fence. The man was surprised. The fence is right, he said. You're a smart boy. The boy smiled and laid down again, this time on his back, with his hands clasped under his head and his elbows sticking out on either side like wings. The chicken yard was entirely surrounded by a fence, said the man, and the gate was locked. So how could Waldo the wolf get inside to capture Rainbow? Well, make it that there's a hole in the fence, said the boy. Nope, said the man. If there was a hole in the fence, the chickens would get out and wander into the forest and the wolf would be so busy catching and eating them, he wouldn't have time to come after Rainbow. Mm, could he climb over the fence, said the boy. You know a wolf couldn't climb a fence, said the man. But this is only a story, said the boy. You can make anything happen in a story. He might go under the fence, said the man. Ooh, ah, the boy yawned. Hurry up and get him in somehow. Well, the wolf began to dig with his sharp toenails in the soft earth until he had dug a tunnel right under the fence. Then he crawled through the tunnel and came out in the chicken yard. Very quietly, he crept over to the hen house. Very, very quietly. In fact, very, very, V-E-R-Y, quietly. The boy yawned again and turned over on his side. The man waited for a moment and then stood up, thinking the boy was asleep. But without opening his eyes, the boy flung out one hand and caught his father's arm. Go on, he said, more. The man sat down again. In the hen house, he looked around until he saw a hen with all different colored feathers, blue and gray and scarlet and vermilion and cobalt and azure. Now the boy was really asleep and the man turned out the light, opened the window, pulled up the covers and kissed the boy on the cheek. On his way out of the darkened room, he stumbled over the tin wastebasket and made a terrible clatter. But the boy was too deep in sleep to be bothered by anything.